1: Greetings, folks, and welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC, right here on Life Changing Talk Radio, 105.1 FM, WAVA. My name is Dennis Williams. I'm director of ministry for WAVA Radio, and I want to welcome you to today's broadcast. Folks, you've been listening to Pastor Brian and I for over a year now. And you know that both of us have been leaders in the church for many years, probably more than I want to say sometimes, you know, as a matter of fact. But we're grateful. While it is a calling that we love and we enjoy, it comes with its own set of challenges just like anything else, anything that all of you do. Our guest for the day is a great friend of ours. We love this man. He is a brother in Christ, and he is here to encourage and equip equip, excuse me, church leaders to, uh, to thrive and to, and to carry out the calling that God has placed on their lives and to, I love this word, man, finish well. So let's talk to him. And of course, to get us going is my good friend, my buddy, my co-host of Good News for the City, Pastor Brian Bales. Good to see you, brother. God bless you.
2: Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. You know, being in uh, vocational ministry, because we're all in ministry, if we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, there's a calling on our life, whether that calling is something that we do at a hospital in the medical profession, or we do it as a stay-at-home parent, or we do it as a teacher, or many other things, maybe a government worker being in D.C., maybe something like that. Uh, There's a calling on our life that we're supposed to be, but specifically, when we're called to use what God has given us, our skills and our abilities inside of the church world. World, it can be from time to time challenging. Now, my wife calls me challenging, but that's a different discussion
1: <laughs> Amen.
2: than what we're going to talk Amen. about today, the unique challenges that happen uh, when God calls someone to work inside of the church body. And we do, we have our friend, Pastor Steve King here today. It's always good. Pastor uh, King has been here, I don't know, maybe it's three or four times. I mean, maybe the fifth time he shows up, we should give him a ring or a jacket or something. Most, Go like, watch. most likely we'll just give him a <laughs> bottle of water and say, thank you. But nonetheless,
1: uh, if you don't know Pastor Brian Steve- is real cheap, man. He's just cheap. I am. I am. I'm, not,
2: I'm even getting the Walmart water, just for the record. Uh, but Pastor Steve King uh, served as the senior pastor at Cherrydale uh, Baptist Church in Arlington from October 2nd, 1983, until he was redeployed on the 31st of August, 2019. That's a little internal joke with me and Pastor that, Steve, man. because he did that. not retire. He will tell you he was redeployed for a different mission. His passion still is, and always has been, as he's been in ministry, is to make disciples who love god and people above all else uh, he leads a group called the band of brothers pastors fellowship in arlington uh, he served on the board of pioneers international for 26 years and he is part of the leadership team of one heart dc one of the sponsoring organizations of this this uh, show you're listening to right now good news for the city he holds degrees from the university of georgia uh, and western seminary and mdiv he has been married to his sweetheart Maybell for 44 years wow. two sons caleb Praise and god. joshua very biblical names uh in that way we got it married to naomi Keeping the biblical names in the house, very good for you. And their granddaughter, Elise. That's probably in the in, – it's in the Bible somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, we can find it. So, uh, Steve, thanks for being here. Joy to be with you. So uh, you've written a book called Beware the Slow Leaks, Eight Ways Ministry Leaders Can Thrive and Finish Strong. Now – you, as someone who uh, was at the same location as a pastor, uh, quickly, if my math works, about 36 years or so, uh, you know what it's like uh, to be in a place and have an opportunity uh, to serve a group of people and to hopefully finish well. But the title of your book before the subtitle is Beware the Slow Leaks. Then it gets to the eight ways you can thrive and finish strong. So when you use that term slow leaks, what do you mean by that? I mean, for somebody
3: in uh, who's a believer or a leader especially, there's a slow, gradual shift mm-hmm. in their heart where they stop intentionally depending on Christ, yielding to the Holy Spirit, and mm-hmm. being shaped by the gospel. And uh, its bottom line is idols in the heart mm-hmm. that can usually be good things that become god things yeah
2: i love that, that the good things you know that 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 which is good isn't always god and that which is god is always good another mentor of mine once said that one of the greatest tools in the enemy is take a virtue and turn it into a vice yes. doesn't doesn't start that way yeah. right i don't know anyone who's ever gotten into, for lack of better terms, the position to serve Jesus Christ through their vocation and said to themselves, you know what my goal is? My goal is to wash out or my goal is to not finish strong. My goal is to have a leak. But we know the stories. They're out there. And I imagine that leaks, they are they're not – like easy at first to recognize mm-hmm. kind of like if you, if you think of your tire, lots of times you're just driving down the road and yeah. you get out of the car and all of a sudden you look at your tire and like, Oh my word, there, there's a problem there. Mm-hmm. Um, how is it that we can maybe be more proactive then if uh, leaks are a possibility in all of our lives and then we take not only are they a possibility, but they're challenging many times to recognize what can we do to be proactive, so to speak, and and move past the pride or move past the ego that often occurs in order to address these leaks before to take the analogy a little farther. That slow leak in the tire becomes a blowout uh, or that slow leak in our life becomes a problem. I think one
3: of the keys is an underlying attitude to say to yourself, face reality, I leak. Mm. And I do have slow leaks. And the moment I think I don't, I
2: just sprung a leak. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. 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 Uh, That old saying that the the moment that I say I'm humble, I'm not, right? Uh, Is that a little bit of that? Uh, Uh, That's probably a leak, (laughs) right? There to that point. Um, now, as a pastor, you you not only have had your personal experience as a pastor, but God has used you and blessed you to to uh, to be in my life, and I'm grateful for it. And so many other people's lives, now, obviously the band of brothers you have in Arlington, but that expands beyond that, where where God has used you to mentor, to disciple, and to to uh, draw pastors out of the shells that they're in sometimes, and to grow. As you've been doing this. What are some of the, the, the issues, the struggles, shortcomings, whatever term you want to use as as you uh, have been working with Christian leaders um, that aren't necessarily visible at first to others, but that sometimes we can be tempted by? Uh, the danger that comes when we say, you know what, I'm just, this is a slow leak. I know it, but I'm just going to let it ride. I think one, their dominant
3: slow leaks in the ministry leaders, I hang with, and I see them in my own life. In the American culture, a dominant one is the idol of ministerial success, Mm, where we compare ourselves and pray right now (laughs) for me. (laughs) Um.
2: Yeah, Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, We do the comparison game. We make it about ourselves. We can't handle criticism anymore. We think we're the big dog, and we build our identity around a good thing, a great ministry, but not Christ, not the Holy Spirit. Other ones are secret sins, like looking at pornography or a root of bitterness Mm -hmm. or an unresolved conflict, and I Mm -hmm. won't fix it because I know it requires me to humble myself. Mm -hmm. Those are some common ones. There are others like mismanagement of money Mm -hmm. and not being accountable. Um, I think some of the leading indicators are when you no longer – Look for and welcome feedback that you know you need to hear, but you don't want to hear it. When you start avoiding that, you're leaking.
1: Steve, I just, if I could share with you guys very quickly, a couple years ago I read a book, and the title of the book was Rescuing Ministry from the Success Syndrome. There it is, yes. Yes. And that was just, you said that first. Mm-hmm. You said that first. So it is it is an issue for us, isn't it?
3: It is in the American culture because yes. in my mail every week, I get how to be a better pastor and go watch the superhero and then compare myself, and sure. there I am. It just revealed my idol. I <laughs> yes. think, I think yes. any
2: person who's been a church leader— in any way. Maybe they've been to the conference, and rarely does the person who uh, speaks at the conference have the resume of Jeremiah, preached for 40 years, didn't have any converts, right? Yet he was someone found by God to be put in the Bible and used by God. Uh, And and I know that I, myself, and my insecurities, and my ego, and my pride, I've gone to conferences like that, and I've seen people at the same place in life that I was at the time or whatever, and from an earthly perspective, seem to have a whole lot more success. And instead of walking away uh, being excited about the kingdom moving forward through that person i I've walked away sometimes in really bad times, being jealous, other times being shamed, feel like that I'm not doing what God yeah. wants me to do because yeah. if I was this you know this would be happening. Yeah. so there is that success syndrome and and sometimes whether it's that or something else that sneaks in and we don't want to address our leaks, there is a, a high importance in those moments that we have other people around us talk about the importance of having those people in our lives. Over time, I've realized uh,
3: being there 36 years, you have a whole lot of brothers and sisters that know you, and -hmm. and by God's grace, we've had a very strong team for years. One of the greatest gifts is guys that will look me in the face and say, you don't see yourself the way we see you. Mm -hmm. You need to hear how you're coming across because you're completely blind to it. Yeah. And I've had some of those over the years. And at first, you get defensive, sure. you fight back, you sure. go home, my wife will defend me. And then she says,
2: they told you the truth. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and you go, uh oh.
2: Yeah. 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 And I think too often we wait till after the leak is turned into something more significant to try to get those people in our lives. And I think there's something to be said about having them in their lives before the leaks. Yeah because then we know that they know us well. Um, And then we're not just looking for people in case of that emergency in that way. And with over your 40 years of ministry experience, I'm sure you've seen both examples. You've seen people who had people around them from an early stage before the leak. And so they could speak in and say, Hey, how you're viewing yourself isn't, we're not questioning your heart. We're not questioning that. What we're saying is there's a, is the perception reality disconnect here that, if, if we don't address, it's going to turn into something significant mm-hmm. that they've already been there and they were there at the beginning. And then there have been scenarios of people that don't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that disconnect isn't, isn't connected. And so unfortunately it ends with some negativity or a bad scenario. Can you, can you share an example of maybe without obviously names or that sort of stuff, how, how that occurs, maybe a story.
3: Yeah. My book opens and closes with my mentor. Mm-hmm. When I was a young pastor, my hero, uh, who mentored me. He could preach like nobody's business. He was humble. He he was baptizing 100 people a year, mentoring seminarians, and I just thought he hung the moon. And uh, after I moved here from uh, where I was, I invited him to be a keynote speaker. I was so thrilled from my flock to meet my mentor, and he spoke magnificently but when i got around him he was evasive and he would there was something off and it hurt my feelings and i wondered what's up and then two weeks later i discovered he was in the middle of an affair and he broke my heart and divorced his wife and was a washout yeah years went by and i wondered whatever happened to him and i got the rest of the story He was remarried to his wife by his pastor's son, reentered the ministry, and now is in his 90s loving and serving Jesus. That was a huge wake-up call to me because I could look back and watch the slow leaks, Mm -hmm. and it boiled down to ministry became the idol, and Jesus took a backseat. Those are his own words.
2: Yeah. Well, you mentioned even in your book, you, you being very transparent, uh, that you're not perfect. None of no us way. are. And so about maybe some of your own personal soul leaks and how you addressed it. And I think you use the term bail your boat. Mm-hmm. What, talk about that. Uh,
3: one of my uh, idols that I did not realize I had uh, was that if I am strong willed and I'm a visionary and I want it done now. Yeah. And I can bowl over people, mm-hmm. and I perceive myself as this mild, loving shepherd. My team says, that's not the way we see you, <laughs> because if you have your mindset on something, you'll bowl us over, and you don't want to hear. That was a huge wake-up call for me, because wow. that made right. me mad. Yeah. And I have a day called my 666 day, because it was June... The 6th, <laughs> wow. uh, 2006, not the I <laughs> remember that, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I had an encounter. My staff, we are very open, and, and it was a day where they, they had prayed, and they said, we love you to death. We'll follow you through a wall, but, but we've got a problem. We have to talk to you, and you're so strong-willed you don't listen, and I listened, I took notes, and underneath I was seething, And I went home, and I thought, I'll talk to Maybell. She'll tell them they're bozos. And I told her the whole story, and she said, they told you exactly what you need to hear. Mm. May left, and I was sitting in my study at home praying, and I noticed a red book that I'd had sitting on my shelf, and it was about anger. Mm. And I read it, and it should have had my picture on the front. So I repented. I went back and told my staff what had happened in my heart, asked their forgiveness, and said, from now on you have permission to nail me when you see me going that way. Mm. That changed the culture of our church. Wow. Because right? it yeah. was me. Mm. And wow.
2: that's one of those severe mercies, right? Yeah. We we maybe have heard that term thrown around before that is something that's very difficult, very hard. It is by definition severe but yet it's a mercy of god because as hard and as difficult and and i've had scenarios like that in my own life where people have confronted me interestingly enough about anger as well uh and uh, dennis i don't know that you've had and it was hard but the fact that there is something worse than that and that's letting that leak go on and leading to the types of things that we don't finish strong Uh, and and so in your book, you you just talk about some practical tips, and specifically of Aiden, we probably spent eighty minutes talking about all of them. But you know, if someone wants to, they can pick up the book, Beware the Slow Leaks: Eight Ways Ministry Leaders Can Thrive and Finish Strong. I hope that they will. Uh, But will you, if they got into the book, can you share maybe one or two of those? The
3: first one is the bottom line for me, and there's a story attached to it. I moved to Portland, Oregon to start seminary. I was assigned a big brother in seminary. Mm -hmm. His name's Tom Heflin, and I called him up, and we chit-chatted and planned to meet. And before I hung up, he said, are you aware of what just happened to me? And I said, no, just got to town. He said, well, I just got out of the hospital. I said, really? What happened? Well, I work in a warehouse with several other seminarians, and it was Friday evening. We were shutting down. I was in the back of the warehouse. They were in the front. They didn't know I was there. And I had my right arm up in a machine cleaning it. And the guys in the front flipped a switch and cut off my right arm at the shoulder. I Hmm. just got out of the hospital. Isn't God good? And I said, what, what? And he repeated it but with sincerity. And I thought, either you're giving me platitudes or you're trying to impress me or you know God in a way I don't know God. So I watched him for four years, and it was real. And that brother taught me this lesson by his life. There are only two ways to live. One, he lived it. You filter everything in your life through the character and the promises of God and you have hope, or you reverse it, and you let your circumstances shape your view of God. Mm. That's at the heart and soul of this, and the only way to do that filter is to go after the gospel every day and admit that I leak. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's some, Wow. So you talk about this idea of finishing well, and as, as an outsider, I wasn't part of your church, you know, but as someone who's had the privilege of being in ministry, I, I believe you have, and you're not finished, you're redeployed, I understand that, so I want to make sure that I, I, I say that properly, but it it is, um, and, and I've said this before, actually, we were on the show uh, previously before, people like yourself, people like uh, Pastor Mike Mentor at Rest Reston Bible yeah. Church, are examples for me of people who've been faithful in ministry for such a long time. That is my hope and my prayer that, that, that I could finish like that in that way. But share your heart, uh, so to speak, when you say finishing well. I know I have my definition. What do you mean by that? I think uh, when you look at Scripture, one of my mentors taught me on
3: priorities. It's not a list. It's a circle. God's in the middle. Your identity is built around Christ. And there are five areas that pop up over and over and over again, and you do them all at the same time. Mm -hmm. Home, work, church, neighbor, government. Finishing well means that you live for the glory of God, you're full of the Holy Spirit, and you faithfully fulfill your responsibilities in every area. You just don't keep growing just
2: just stay on the horse and keep riding yeah there's there is so then maybe that's a little bit of insight into this idea of why you uh don't like the term retire amen and there's some implications <laughs> with that right oh, yes that retire is that you stop yeah blank yeah right and yeah. that's not the process no not the process um now last i guess there's absolutely no reason to live in fear or shame um to have to say, you know I, I can't admit a uh, slow leak. And, and we've actually had conversations with pastors before on this show where we've talked about the additional implied pressure of a pastor mm-hmm. uh, in regards to whether they can be truthful about what they're struggling with uh, because – we would necessarily say it in the show. It's just my observation that too often we look to pastors to be the Jesus only Jesus can yeah, be. Yeah. Uh, and then pastors, when we think we can be Jesus, we, we, we get another set of issues that, that all come from that. Um, so slow leaks don't disqualify an individual from being used by God. Not right? at all. Right? So for someone listening right now, maybe getting some examples from Scripture. One of people's slow leaks, right, or, or big leaks, I can think of a few probably, um, and how God's still using them and use them, and then how God can still use them and encourage them. What encourages me, there's only one
3: leader in existence who never had slow leaks. His mm. name is Jesus. Yeah. Every other Amen. leader in the Bible, and that we know, leaks. Yes. Yes. So beware the slow leaks means face reality. You leak. You need Jesus. Discipline yourself so that you're full of the Spirit. You live out of your union in Christ and you live for the glory of God. And only happens if you make up your mind in advance. That's what I'm going to do. And it's
2: a daily, daily choice. Mm-hmm. I think there's one of the interesting encouragements that I hear from you that, you know, when Paul said, I'm the chiefs of sinners, he wasn't glorying in that statement. But there's an interesting encouragement, me as someone who comparatively looks at what I believe God is doing in my life and using me for compared to what God used Paul to, and right, it's what my calling is compared to his, or what your calling is, your calling, Dennis. But I look at him, and I, that dude had some significant leaks, yeah. right? So much <laughs> yeah, to the point yeah. where, uh, <laughs> if it's okay to call the apostle Paul dude, yeah. that's kind of weird. Just saying that, he gets it, uh, he but knows it. He's he's he, he knows it. He, yeah, <laughs> but yet, right? Yet, yeah. even after being responsible for the murder of at least one person that we know recorded in scripture, and and we know historically more. Yeah. Uh, who would persecute the church, who would do all that, that, that God used him. I look at that section of Scripture, and I don't glory in saying, ah, he's a big sinner, so I can be a big sinner. But I look at it and say, I'm not alone.
3: Yeah, amen.
2: Talked about the encouragement of, for a church leader of just confessing that all of us have slow leaks. How it can help us know we're not alone?
3: This morning I was with the band of brothers, a great example. There were seven guys there today and one of the most transparent times we've ever had. Mm. Mm. And the mm-hmm. first guy to go sharing a word from the word was sharing about the grace of God, union with Christ, fullness of the Holy Spirit, and then he said, but I'm angry, and I'm grieving, and I'm in a transition, and it stinks, mm-hmm. and I'm struggling. Yeah, That's exactly how to do it. Yeah. And then yeah. that opened the door, the rest of the guys we shared our real lives, but every one of us pushed each other back to jesus our hope amen.
1: amen that's the good news that's the good news man oh gosh i could I could listen all day by the way we could talk to you all day by the way i had a I had a pretty similar experience to yours. mine was not anger, mine was arrogance and i had a I had some folks who loved me enough to say here's how you come across people think you're perfect and you're really just a Jerk sometimes, and I and I was and I was young man. I was like, oh my gosh! But thank God, they were so kind and gracious and generous that it kind of led me away from that foolishness, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, get some people around you who care and who love you, folks, Mm -hmm. like Pastor Steve has said. Thank you, brother. We love you. God bless you. Thanks for being here. Hey, folks, you can hear this again on goodnewsforthecity.com or oneheartdc.org, oneheartdc.org, or wava.com, keyword good news. Go on our podcast page, and you can listen to it. Or if you need any more information, you can get me at 703 807 2266 at WAVA. Beware the slow leaks. Pastor Steve, where can we get this? Amazon? Yes, uh, Amazon and the regular bookstores. Okay, great. Get it. I've read it. It's a good book. It's helpful. God bless you. Thanks again, man. Folks, thank you again. We'll see you again next week. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way.
0: Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart D.C. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities, and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ.